everyone. This is What's a really special podcast, I suppose. Kinda. Yeah. We have a huge interview today with so- somebody. Yes, I'm with Jake, by the way. If you don't know my name, if this is the first time you're listening, my name's Kenny. But we are interviewing an up-and-coming wrestling talent. He has basically he has um one of the most brutal looking clotheslines, discus clotheslines I have ever seen. Yeah, that clothesline is gnarly. Like, okay, we're gonna share a video of it later on our page. But the dude, like, it looks like he hit it. Like, it looks like a shoot fight. Like, it looks like he legitimately, like, decapitated the people he hits it with. And he's excited. I'm inviting him to the podcast soon. So, the guy who we're going to be, his wrestling name is, I don't want to butcher this because it's Kuda or Kata. But I'm gonna say it's Cutter Montana. Cutter Montana. He is amazing athlete. We're gonna be asking him about his life, different things. Um, but like, I'm I'm super excited. Me too. <laughs> so y'all better. Huh? Nothing. Um. Y'all better subscribe to this podcast or, you know, gonna get kudo on you. Yeah, um, I got super ready. I have I have a snack with me. I have a I have like three bottles of water. I have my charger with me. I'm I'm all ready. My VPN should not be an issue. <laughs> Say with me. I got snacks. I got um drinks. Yeah, I got drinks. I got ice cream with me. I'm I'm set. Yep. Should be something special. Currently, he is. Um. Currently, I believe he's getting ready for it. Okay. But right now, we might. After all of this, we're probably going to um. We're probably going to do an AEW review, but I'm not, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch the AEW. I had to prepare for all of this. I I I didn't watch it either. <laughs> I, I mean, I heard some stuff about it, stuff like that, but I didn't yeah, actually I, watch it. I saw some highlights. I'm looking. I I was looking at the clips just now. You know, we might as well like. I guess still talk about the clips and stuff, but yeah. So we're not going to make this interview too long, but we're going to make it lengthy. So I bet you got a lot of questions ready. Uh, Many questions. I mean, questions are going to form during the conversation, probably. So, yeah. T- well, I have like some base. Like, I haven't. I don't have it. I'm gonna be honest. I don't have anything written down, but I have like some base questions. Like, questions already in my head, and then wherever the conversation goes from there, it just that's where it goes. <laughs> okay. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, dude. Oh, I'm excited. Our first interview. This is awesome. Really is. We're going to get more investors like this in the future. Um, more up-and-coming talent. And we're going to get bigger talent. We'll see as time goes on. Yeah, um, this is is super exciting. I can't, there's no other word that I have to describe other than exciting. Oh, I'm grinning from ear to ear right now. Yeah. So, might as well get a little bit of improv talking right now. Yeah. I'm I'm in some uh, some cotton candy ice cream. You made it? Huh? You made it? No, I didn't make it. It's from a store, but I had it in my my freezer, and it looked delicious. So. Before this, uh, uh, the reason why I'm eating uh, ice cream, um, I already had dinner, so uh, we had last night we had KFC, and so we have we have some leftovers. So I had a couple pieces of chicken and some mashed potatoes and gravy from that, and then now I'm now I'm just snacking on my dessert. Wait, where do you go? Uh, KFC. Ooh. What do you get from there? I mean, I know chicken most likely, but uh, we got uh, we got a um, we got a family meal. It, it's like uh, like like um, some wings and drumsticks and uh, breasts um, and some breasts, and with that, like. Six, six biscuits, uh, mashed potatoes, gravy, some coleslaw. Ooh, sounds yeah. good. Big meal. Um, and even and uh, that was like mostly for like the whole family. And then personally, I got a famous bowl, and so did my dad. Famous and I got, bowl. Yeah, and then I got a chicken sandwich uh, as well. So. <laughs> Yeah, What's, in the, hmm? What's in the famous bowl? Uh, famous bowl is um, it's mashed potatoes and gravy, um, topped with cheese, chicken, and corn. Oh, yeah, it's it's one of the uh, it's one of the most well known items on the KFC menu. Um, I don't like corn, so. We've talked about this in the past, but uh, I don't like corn, and so I just get it with uh, it's pop it's popcorn, chicken, cheese, mashed potatoes, and gravy all in one bowl. It's delicious. Uh, if you have not tried it, I highly recommend trying it. This is not spot this this pod is not sponsored by KFC, but it 
the food is really good and it was amazing dinner last night and today so i'll have to try it out yeah they have some good chicken sandwiches too not as good as chick-fil-a but do pretty good chicken sandwiches ah you got cut of you hello how you good and you sound just like one of our friends wow okay oh really yeah oh um, that's interesting it really yeah is. you you sound just like him that's oh interesting. one of our um co-workers that's why so oh. you're from new york that is correct that explains it okay so all right so where do we start here how about you just tell us who Cuda Montana is? Who is Cuda? It's pronounced Cuda Montana. Oh. Okay, I thought it was Katrina. Nah, it's um Cuda Montana. So Cuda Montana is basically one of the characters where he's a big man that can move his body around in different places. It don't matter the place, the spot. Anywhere he can move, he can go full throttle. Kuda Montana loves to dance, he is a great talker, and he just has that raw energy that can connect with people. So, you dance at like shows? Yes, I yes, I dance. I danced in my last entrance. Jeez, you have any that's videos awesome. of this entrance? Yes, that's yes, I do. All right, you guys send me this. No problem. I definitely will. All right. All right. Good. Awesome. Who's your inspirations like in wrestling? And cut up. Um, it's Kuda, right? Uh, yeah. Kuda. All right. Kuda recently left. Wow. <laughs> and he sounds just like KP. He sounds exactly like KP. <laughs> oh, okay. Very, very similar. All right. Um. So. All right. Well. Um. While he uh uh reconnects um. That's awesome that he dances to his own entrance. He's like Brodus Clay, but ad- I'm not going to say Brodus Clay is agile, but he's like Brodus C- Clay, but better. My- <laughs> Hello? Uh, hey. Hello, Hello, I'm back. All right. So, so yeah, did you when- hear the questions before anything? Like before no. it happened? No, where was we? I was explaining who Kuda Montana was at the last minute. Okay, okay. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, so Kuda Montana, he likes to dance. You know, he does his he does his thing. He likes to dance. I also like to sing and rap a little bit, but I haven't Ooh. really got I haven't really got that far into my, you know, career. But okay. I'm, I'm I'm thinking about mixing a little bit something up in my in my um my... Oh. Are you able to freestyle? No, I'm one of the guys where I like to sit down and write. That's fair. 
That was awesome. A lot of you trappers do the same thing, so that's good. When did when did you get into wrestling? Become a fan. Oh, as a fan? Yes. Okay, so it was one day I was at my grandmother's house and it was just on my mom was flipping through the channels and it was just on TV. And I was like, stop, don't change it. And I just fell in love with the sport ever since. Um, which was it WWE or it was it wasn't per se WWE, it was it was um main event. You know how WWE hosts main event? Oh, yeah. Okay. I saw I saw main event. It was the Los Manaduras versus another team I can't remember at the moment. Oh. So that was about, I'm assuming this was around 2014-15. Yes. All right. That is correct. All right. So Is there any wrestler that I guess inspired you? Any rest I'm not going to say a specific wrestler inspired me. I'm going to say wrestling itself inspired me. Okay. That's a good when, way when, to say it. When I say wrestling inspired me, like, I like, the, I like the things that happen in wrestling. And to not saying the moves and just being on TV, it, it's more to that. You know what I mean? Yep. I want to I wanna be able to see how it is on the road, what certain things happen in between trainings and things like that. I want to enjoy wrestling. Yeah. I, I can... So, do you have any... What is your personal favorite wrestling match? My personal favorite wrestling match? Do you have any pro wrestling match that just tops your list? As a fan or as a wrestler? As a fan. Um, oh, as a fan? Yes. Wow, there's a lot of matches I really enjoy as a fan. I uh, I like the six man. I like actually I like the six man feud between the Authority and when the Shield first broke out. Ooh. I like that feud. I could even go further. I like the feud between Austin and The Rock. Huh. That huh. was an amazing feud. I also like Evolution. <laughs> I also like the return of The Rock when he came back to Raw with Mick Foley and attacked Randy O and Ric Flair. Ooh, all right. You know me some classic ones here. Um, and as a wrestler, yes, as a wrestler too. As a wrestler too, I've only been—I've really only been training for about a year now. Say, almost a year, around eight months, eight going on nine. So I only had a um, a few matches. But my favorite match so far is my tag team match with Abraham Khan versus Destination Now. Is that like, is there any way you can find that YouTube or anything? Yes, it's on YouTube. If you go on YouTube, you're going to type in Warriors of Wrestling. Ooh, all right. 
and you're gonna click over the videos and just look for Kuda Montana and Abraham Khan versus Destination Now. Ooh, Warriors of Wrestling, 100k on YouTube, almost 200k. Your practice is like you probably have your own little fan base right now. Probably, it's really cool. So, what is your? Is there any dream match you have right now? Like, you want to fight someone in the future one day? Well, the person I really wanted to fight in the future finally retired, which was The Undertaker. Oh. Um, I like to feud with Mick Foley. I like to feud with Orton when Orton was young. When he was a legend killer, sorry. Huh. So... I'm assuming right now you're babyface. Yes, I am a hundred percent babyface. Ooh, have you ever been a heel, or you're just going to stay babyface for a while? For now, I'm so. having I'm having thoughts about going heel, but for Ooh. now, but for now, I want to stay face. All right, that's fair. With that clothesline, like you're you could be a believable heel. Oh yes. Wait, that that clothesline's your finisher. The discus clothesline. No, that is not my finisher. That's Ooh. one of my five moves of doom. What is your finisher? The World Strongest Slam. I gotta check that out. I'm about to watch these videos, actually. The same Damn. We really... Dude, I, like, I, I said this. I said this to Kenny before we start. You can throw a wicked clothesline. Like the force behind the clothesline that you can throw is amazing. Yes, I've been I practiced that a lot. That is actually my favorite move in all of wrestling. If honestly, if you ask me, because even when I even when I was thinking about breaking into this this wrestling world, I would always kind of like fake throw it, but not really commit. Cause like I would just see people do it on TV, and then me and my friends, you know, we would react it, and we would just do it to each other. As yeah. far as as far as you know, the pools, backyards, on beds and rooms, I had a I had a lot of fun. And then when I made that decision after I graduated high school to get into the wrestling business, that's when I decided. I want to throw this move. Did you amateur wrestle or just pro wrestling? No, I just straight broke into pro wrestling. No background. That's fair. That's still, that's really cool. So, I did play football for two years. uh, That explains. Defensive lineman and um, safety. Have you cut some promos yet? Yes, I've cut two promos. I think Ooh. three. I'm gonna have to check that out. I mean, you're you're from New York. You're probably very good on the mic. I'm getting there. I, I'm still in the learning process of how to be on the mic. If to right. be honest, I'm a completely honest person. That's good. I'm not gonna right. I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm good at something, and then when people watch the video, they thinking, oh, this is not kind of up to par. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. And I'll be honest, when I, I follow Warriors of Wrestling because, like I said, I have a friend from New York 
And he's thinking about going into that Warriors of Wrestling type of thing. So when he told me about it, I checked out their page and I saw your wicked vicious clothesline. And I had to comment that. Yes. Very glad you saw that because I, I I thought that would be just something where I get a lot of likes on my comment and that's the end of it. I didn't think I'd actually get an interview. Out of it. It's a it's really a pleasure being on one of these podcasts. You really it, it really means a lot. I'm really glad you're able to be because I mean, like I said um to you in text, this podcast is in Canada, America, everywhere. You can literally have Google. So, you're literally sharing your story. But what is the story of your life? The story of my life. You got some. <laughs> yeah, you tell me. You want to talk about your stories of life and my stories what? of life. Okay, growing up as a as a young black man in America is very hard. And I'm not only saying that because of what happened on TV and everything, with everything with George Floyd. This is actually real life. <clears throat> Thing, actually, things actually do happen on and off camera. You know how a story has a beginning, middle, and end? Mm-hmm. Right now, we're just in the middle. We're nowhere close to the end. Nowhere near. So growing up, I was always independent with myself. I would never really hang out with friends. I would just always be by myself. Even in high school and elementary school, I would always work by myself. I would barely work in groups. I was just very independent because I would sit back and look at every individual and be like, nah, I don't want to hang out with him. He looks like he's going to get me in trouble. Matter of fact, I think I could get close to him. He, you know, he's kind of cool. You know, things like that. I'm a very independent person. I really deprive myself off of my independence. I see. So, I mean, as a wrestler, the bigger you get, the more you can spread your story and the more you can make the change in this whole process, which is really cool, about wrestling. Yeah. And growing up, everybody asks me, what did you, you know, what did you want to do? What do you want to do when you grow up? My first career choice, to be honest, was a firefighter. Because my great-grandmother, who passed away in 2013, R.I.P. and I love you, she would always take me to the fire station. And we would say hello to the firemen. I would get in the fire truck. I'll sit in the fire truck. They'll drive me around the block with the sirens, you know, going on. They'll let me put the sirens. And I like stuff like that. And as I progressed, my interests grew wild. My imagination was wild. And then I found wrestling. That's amazing how, like, you wanted to do something and you did everything to get there. You, a lot of people say they want to be pro wrestlers, then they don't actually put in the work. Like you told me in the text, you would try something 100 times until you get it. And you put everything into this. Yes, I put, I put. Everything. Okay, growing up, I was, I was grew up, I was brought up by different generations of men and women. So I would go to the south. My 
aunts would take care of me, my great aunts, you know, my great uncles. So there was more learning going growing up from young. So I am will be a hundred percent a solid person. Always. It don't matter what. I was always taught never to give up and fight your hardest, especially because of my size. It would be harder. So I really took that from everybody in my life, especially my father, because I live with him. And he's always on top of me about everything. He doesn't let me slide for nothing. So that's why I'm 100% solid. Like, like I was telling you in the text, I will try something. If I don't get it that first time, by that second or third time around, I'm, I'm most likely going to semi-master it or we're going to try this again later on tonight. That's amazing. Most people have a dream, give up after it's too hard or the bumps hurt too much. You're really, it's really amazing. Do you have any, any advice for people who might be breaking into wrestling or, you know, trying to maybe not confident in themselves about, you know, performing and taking all these bumps and maybe having this dream that they want to do, but don't think they can, stuff like that. Any advice for that? Any advice for that? That is a good question, my brother. Any advice for anyone that wants to become a pro wrestler and really wants to come into this world? Don't get me wrong. I'm only eight months in. I am not fully a year in. This is just off eight months of experience and what I've been going through. If you have this passion, all you have to do is come to Warriors of Wrestling. That's all you have to do. We're located in Staten Island. That's all you have to do. You can look them up online. When you come to Warriors of Wrestling, they don't matter big, small, short, tall. They will work with you one-on-one. There's no discrimination at all. All you have to do is come. To Warriors of Wrestling, and I promise you, all them fears and you being scared, they're going to knock that right out of you. Let me share a little bit of story with y'all, lady, ladies and gentlemen, and boys on here. When I, when I first broke into Warriors of Wrestling, I was a much bigger guy. I weighed over 350 pounds. Now, I'm weighing in at 305 pounds. So, when I first came in, I was always scared. I didn't want to take any bumps. Nothing. Right? It was like, it was like, just do it. Don't be afraid. Don't think about it. Just do it. I said, Noah, okay. A couple, a couple weeks went by. They was teaching me my roles, my basics, my footwork, my ring placement. And then as time go by, you're going to get more comfortable with being in the ring and being with the trainers and being in wrestling itself. And as you get more comfortable, you're going to be like, hmm, 
you know what? I'm going to stop being scared. I'm going to try it. And once you get it that first time, you're going to be excited. Because I was excited. Once I got all my bumps down, I was excited. I wanted to do everything else. I wanted to do extra. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. It was like, slow down. Take your time. And as time went on, I started to become better and better and better. And with this wrestling company, they actually help you a lot. Mentally, physically. Everybody here at Warriors are brothers and sisters. We're here to comfort each other. We're here to talk to each other. We're here for each other. No matter what the situation is, if we have a situation with each other, we're going to talk it out like adults, and we're going to get past it and move on. Because at the end of the day, we're all here to do what? And that is to wrestle. Yep. That is the beautiful thing about pro wrestling. No matter where you're from, language, size, whatever. Every wrestling fan can connect from the love of wrestling. Amazing things. And that's why wrestling is so special. It's an art. Yes, it really is an art. And I love this art. Me too. And so, speaking of crazy bumps and stuff, what is the most painful bump from experience to you? The most painful bump from experience from me? Yep. I haven't really taken any scary bumps as of yet. I would like to, because I know I would have a lot of fun doing it. So I really don't have an answer for that question, per se. Brother, let me just say something. I haven't seen Roy any of your matches. I haven't seen Roy any of your promos. I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen many of that stuff. But in wrestling, I know that there are a few things that that can't be taught. And those few things are passion and heart. There are two things you cannot teach. Yes, that is a fact. And just by those alone, I can tell, just meeting you right here, I can tell by your passion and your heart, just by those alone, dude, you're going to be going places. Thank you. I appreciate that compliment. I really do. Of course, brother. So, something, something, I guess a lot of these people are wondering is, I guess at this point, you talk so highly about this wrestling company. If I studied this wrestling company, I studied it online, and it seems like a perfect place to start wrestling, which you basically just told me it is. So, do you have plans to go to branch out? Or do you, would you like to, like, are you like an, um, Warriors of Wrestling for Lifer? Mm, that is a great question. That is a great question. I'm not... Yes, I am a Warriors of Wrestling for Lifer, but... At the end of the day, everybody wants to grow and expand and go on to better heights. 
So if that opportunity is presented to me, I'm going to take that opportunity. And no one really can be mad at me because y'all y'all taught me how to be that wrestler to where now everybody wants me. You know what I'm saying? All right. That is fair. I mean, if you become a huge star, which you will, whether that's WWE, AEW, Impact, whatever the company you brass out to, if you do, I mean, Warriors are wrestling trainers, different things like that. They could say they taught you. More people are going to go there. It's <laughs> common sense and marketing, too. So, how about I mean, a question, another question, I suppose, is have, have you, um, have any interest in future companies like AEW, um, TNA, um, sorry, Impact or WWE or like, you're not really focused on those right now? I mean, what pro wrestler doesn't want to go to AEW or WWE? Let's be honest. But for right now, I'm just worried about getting in the ring, training, working on my footwork, selling, and just getting in the ring and putting in that work. That's really what I'm mainly focused on right now. I don't want to jump the gun and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to AEW. I'm going to WWE. And then say I get the opportunity, I get there, and I mess up. I could only blame myself. I said I was ready. You can't, you can't really have that cockiness kind of attitude, especially in pro wrestling. Because if you mess up, you're a one and done. Yes, some people come back and they get that fire and stuff like that, but you got to take your time. It's baby steps. It's, it's more to wrestling than what people may see or think. You're absolutely right. And, and the way Johnson didn't become a stronger right? So, I completely agree. So, something that um, ever since st- I've seen some of your um, videos of, of you on your page, Instagram, Right, and you know, I guess some things in your matches, I could really see. I don't know. I have all the back Like, I would love to see like powerhouse Hobbs. Like, you have a lot of charisma. Yeah, you have this. Charisma that basically any match you really can put yourself into seems special in a way, I guess. You have a nice attire, too. That thank you, I appreciate that. That the that blue that blue attire actually my dad got for me is very good. And let me go just go back on to what you said about my charisma. 
basically, yes, you can put me in any match and I can turn that ring to a thousand. Because I was just always that special kid that likes to stand out, you know? Especially because of my size and everyone putting me down. And I'm, I'm going to keep saying my size throughout this whole interview because that's what it really based off of. I took everything that people were saying about me and trying to put me down and everything, I blocked it out, and I'm going full throttle on my dream. It don't matter what it is, because at the end of the day, they're, they're the ones that's not going to feed my family or take care of me. I have to do this myself. Yep. Um, a question that I have uh, is when when you're a wrestler, one of the first things that draws attention to you when you come out is, or from what I've seen, is a person's ring gear. Like, th- that is, is immediately the, the thing that catches people's attention the most. Um, and I'm an attire guy. I love gears. I love, like, I love, like, seeing what different uh, gears people wear uh, to kind of personalize themselves and their their character um what my my question is what uh what future gears do you want to wear um that make you like that make that give it that uh that kuda montana like kuda montana you basically mean what attire is basically going to give that Kuda Montana effect. Yeah, like in the like future inspirations and all that kind of stuff. Mm, that is a good question. I never really thought about it that way, to be honest with y'all. That is a good question. Now that you thought about it, let's talk about it. Okay. Now, my attire is um, based off of you know, the Mark Henry attire, you know, the, the single leg with the straps and everything. Right. That's for right now. Now, when I lose a little bit more weight and I really get into the gym more, I'm already in the gym as of now, but when I really get in the, in the gym, in the gym, I'm going to lose a lot more of the weight and I want to start wearing things like, not like tights, but like sweatpants and like... And like a like a design shirt with my you know my my name and stuff on it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I just I want to be myself because that's what I like to wear on a regular day basis: pants, jeans, summertime basketball shorts. That's just my attire. That's what I like. That's what I'm comfortable in. Yeah. Comfortable in. I want to be comfortable in the ring. So why not wear what I like outside? In the ring, not per se where I wear my street clothes in the ring, but I'm aware some attire where I'm comfortable in. Yeah, so like, 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 like merch brand t shirt and like maybe some like athletic, athletic, like, like Kuda Montana branded sweats and, and like grow your, grow your image and your character and your book and that sort of thing. Yes, if, and if anybody listening, I'm looking for. Gear designers, hit me up on Instagram, Kuda underscore Montana. Yeah, go check him out. 
Yeah, get get this man some gear. Work with him because he, he's awesome. Yeah. Also, he already um basically sponsored his brand, but Warriors of Wrestling. Check that out. From what I've seen, it's amazing promotion and crazy how anybody can be there and there's some actual good matches. Really cool. Yes, please come down to Warriors. Check it out. Check the Instagram out. Warriors of Wrestling. I have a, I have a few questions for y'all. Alright. Oh, okay. Let's go for it. Alright. Jake Williams. What's up? What do where do you see me in the future? Ooh. All right, so we, we fired some questions to you, so now you're firing back. Okay. Um that's that that's a good question. Um where do I see you in the future? Um I I could really see you in. I could really see you in AW and Impact. AW or Impact. Impact. Either like AW or Impact. One of those two. Um, they like they're a lot more creative with their like with what they do, and they can let your character grow. And so, and some of the dream matches in those places would would really be interesting. That's interesting. What championships do you see me winning? Championships. Ooh. So if we're going, to, hmm. if we're going, if we're going the impact route, then I could, I could really see you winning the. Um, I could really see you with, with some. Hmm. Possibly the world, the Impact World Championship. And the AEW route, maybe either the uh, either the AEW TNT Championship or AEW World Champion. Mm, that's interesting. Also, going back to the dream matches you asked me about, now that I'm thinking about it, I would love to face Chris Jericho and John Moxley. Ooh, yo! Him against Moose would be crazy. Moose. Mm. Mm. What about Jay Lethal? Ah, oh, that'd be that'd be really cool, actually. Ring of Honor. We don't. We didn't talk about Ring of Honor. You could have a very good spot in Ring of Honor. Very good. Well, you, you could. I have a few questions for y'all. Now that I'm into the wrestling world, I need to start expanding my watching my wrestling more. I already watched um, Impact a little bit, like here and there, but I want to start watching more. So I have the Optimum Network, right? I'm trying to figure out what channels and what time and day does Impact, Ring of Honor, and all the wrestling companies come on. Every, um, well, since we're in the same time zone, Every um show comes on at eight o'clock, I believe. So obviously Raw Monday, NXT Tuesday, Wednesday is Yeah, AW. I know the WWE days. 
yeah, Wednesday, AEW, Thursday, Impact. Yes, AEW is actually good to watch, really. Very much so. Very like, much. I really like the, the pinnacle. Ah, ooh. I was thinking, like, during this whole thing, I really could see you in, like, Team Taz or something in the future. I would, I, you see, here's the thing. I have a friend that's already training with me that I want to become a tag championship with. Tag champions with. What's his name? His name is DeAndre. He's Ooh. right now in the currently in the training stage. So he's developing his character. So I'm a I'm gonna let him develop his character on his time. And when he's ready, let's do this thing. Oh, that would be very, very and he's cool. a and he's a six three guy. Six three guy? Oh. He's tall, six three. How tall are you? I am currently five six. All right. So, what is your um pro wrestling? Basically, what is your tag team name? Our tag team name? Yeah. What is your tag team name? If we was to tag. Our names will be Big and Tall. Do them all. Ooh. So, basically, it's a tall guy and a smaller guy. Basically, with, with the story that we're telling is two different heights, two different movesets can make an impact on the world. It don't matter the size no matter the weight, it don't matter anything. You can do anything that you put your mind to. Big and tall, do them all. I. That is actually a very awesome concept. I like it. And considering your discus is deadly, and I'm assuming your finisher is absolutely crazy too. And a 6-3 guy, man, those tag team combinations would be crazy. Yes. I, I, we already have some ideas, but I'm going to save that for a later date. That's fair. That's smart. Um, how old are you, my man? I'm currently 19 years old. Mm. 19? Okay. That is very awesome. So, did you start when you were 18 or, like, start training or? I started last year in September. Ah, all right. Dang, all right. So, what days do you, like, is there any certain days where the wrestling is on or? Do they have like weekly show or something? No. So, how are their championships and stuff set up? Hmm. That is a good question. I never really, I never really got into that kind of thing yet because I'm not worried, really worried about championships at the moment. I'm worried about 
getting in the ring and having fun. That's really what I'm worried about. But now that you're talking about it, I really don't have any comments on that. So I really can't tell you. By the way, if you're um not if you know nothing about this indie promotion, a name you might know is um that is in Warriors of Wrestling, I believe, right now. Is Elijah Burke. Elijah Burke. Doesn't doesn't ring a bell? He's um, I believe it says he wrestled a match last month. I believe. If you don't know him, he, he was he was in WWE for a little bit. He had a stint. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, also he was um, I don't know how long you've been watching Impact, but or TNA, but he was he had oh. a he went by the Pope. Yeah, he still goes by the Pope um as his name, but. It's really cool that they actually have some former WWE different guys like that in their company. Yes, we have a we have a lot of guys that have visited our company and put some Ooh. work in. Name some um names that um visited your company. From what I've seen on the posters, I've never really been. I'm I just got here at Warriors Wrestling. So anything that happened in the past, I'm looking at videos, I'm doing my history and things like that. From what I've seen, they had the likes of Jinder Mahal, hmm. Rikishi. Okay. Uh, they had who was Drew McIntyre, Godfather, D'Lo Brown, and, and things like that. There are some big names. Pretty big. When I got there, I'm looking at the posters on the wall. I'm like, where was I all this time? <laughs> Why didn't I get here sooner? Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking up at the sky. I'm like, Why? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, if I were to start a little bit sooner. Only if... If, if Warriors and Wrestling would have had me when I was, like, 15 and 16, where I was only 230 pounds, and I was very, very quick, I'm just getting back to my quickness. If you really, if you want to be honest, this is, the, this is two or three years ago, I would have probably been already in the storyline for a championship. I ain't trying to to my own horn, but I was active. Yeah, so you'll get there, bro. Yeah, you're definitely going to be a champion like that. Um, are you in any feuds right now? Any feuds? Yes. I just had a one-on-one match with a guy named Benjamin Quinn because uh, two months ago, let me take you back in time, fellas. Ooh, story time. Mm, love that. Is that Warriors of Wrestling? Issued a challenge to anyone that wants to go into the tag division with him. 
I was I was the only one that was willing to take the challenge. So we did a promo. I challenged him. I mean, I challenged him. I approached him. And he said, yeah, let's do this thing. Now, meanwhile, he was already in a feud with the Benjamin Quinn guy. They had a feud going on. Benjamin Quinn was stalking him. He was obsessed. All types of things happened. So after, after our match with Destination Now, his goons and Benjamin Quinn attacked us. They beat us down and everything like that. So I was mad that he attacked me, so we had a fight. We had a fight, what, I think last month? We fought. And it was a good match. It was, it was honestly a good match. I'm going to check that out. You guys to check that out. I don't think it's up there yet, but it should be up there in the next few, few days. It should be up there now, though. All right, I'll try to. There. So, is there any current wrestlers you want to face, like specifically? Any I, I know we asked for wrestler and no. wrestler cur- you want Taker retired. You current? Randy Orton. That, How that, about you? To be honest, that was yep. really my first ever, first ever wrestler that I really enjoyed watching. I enjoyed his feud with Cena, Sheamus, Ryback. I enjoyed his feud with Jeff Hardy when Jeff Hardy was young. Triple H. I enjoyed his feud with Roman Reigns, The Fiend, Drew McIntyre. I really, really enjoyed his feud with The Undertaker and Mick Foley. Oh, all right. You did just say that. I just didn't. Um, you just thought about the wrestling. You didn't actually make me face him. But all right. That would be interesting. I would like to see that. All right. So... Chicky squad. Um, Hi. Would you? Why don't you cut a promo right now? Oh, Randy Orton. Cut a promo. Call him promo, Randy Orton. Yeah, let's call him out on this podcast. It was three potatoes. Call Randy Orton out on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this should be interesting. Look, this should this should be interesting. Okay, I, I'm coming out to the ring. <sighs> now, I'm a newcomer here, and I'm looking to make a name for myself. And I can't think of anybody better to face. Now, I've thought about this for a very long time. And I think I'm ready to challenge this person. And don't get me wrong. Look at me. Kuda Montana. Very agile for his size. 
I think I could take him out. And that wrestler name is Randy Orton. Uh. Right. Watch out, Randy. Kurt is coming for you. If he doesn't answer this in the next look out, Randy. Yo, if he doesn't answer this in the next month, Poodle wins by a forfeit. Nah, 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 nah. No, we're not going after If Randy doesn't answer, he's scared. <laughs> we're gonna attack him to this. <laughs> Randy's gonna walk. be like, nah. Hopefully he doesn't show up to Warriors of Wrestling and actually take action. <laughs> nah, man, I'm working on my promo skills. You got to give me a few, a few more, a few more, a few more, a few more years. I promise you my promo skills are going to be amazing. Because I study, I study a lot of promos, to be honest with y'all. Because it's not just the wrestling and the moves and being on TV. There's more to it. So the promos are very important because I also watched the radio and podcast with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I watched that whole thing and he really pointed out promos and I really liked the way he put it. Like when he was telling his stories about his promos and when he was coming back and he was an evolution and everything. He was paired up with Ric Flair and how he broke into the business with him not liking the sport. Like that. And I really enjoyed his story. I really did. But he really pointed out a key point in wrestling and that are and that is promos. He was an amazing thing on movie. If you, whenever the dude actually, I didn't realize this until I um, listened to the Kurt Angle pod, and I never understood why Randy Orton's promos are so slow when he's a hill, but he literally goes slow. The more the crowd moves, the slower he goes to annoy them. I never knew that, but that's what Kurt Angle confirmed. Mind blowing, amazing hill work. That's, little that's, like that. that's smart thinking. That is smart thinking. Really is. So it's it's like if you're you're gonna boo me, really fine. I'll talk slower. Exactly. So does your character have any inspiration from Brodus Clay? Any inspiration from Brody? Like, Clay. the gimmicks are kind of the same besides the rapping and you're not a dinosaur. Besides all that. Somebody call my mama. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. We try to spice it up tonight. All Ooh, right. You got a cover. Cool Montana. That's cool. That, that That is a good question. I'm going to say no. Because I'm more, I like the, I like the shoot, I like to woo walk, I like to sea walk, 
I like to do modern day dances, you know, the things on TikTok and things like that. And the music I pick fits into that role. True. Have you um have you had um I guess any I know um different wrestlers came towards the wrestlers, but have you ever I guess have you ever went to like a show, met up with a wrestler, or did any of that stuff like I guess been to a WWE event or AEW event? I've been to the last Monday Night Raw before the pandemic happened. Literally. It was me and two of my friends and my dad. Oh. And that was the time when Drew McIntyre was the upcoming babyface. Okay. Yeah. Interesting times in pro wrestling. So... Um, is that the only ones you've been to, or you've been to multiple ones? Or I've been to the Raw right after Randy and won the Undisputed when he won both champions. That's the TLC actually. That Raw right after TLC when Cena when um John when Randy and yanked Cena off the and Randy won the title. Oh yeah, right after. Yup, he. That was a weird. That was a weird event. You. That was a weird. He basically. I know it was a botch. He pushed him off the um edge of the ladder, and I believe the edge of his head hit the table and not his yeah. body. So. Yeah, it was a weird landing. Yeah, um, they tried it again recently. I don't know which ladder match it was, and it worked. I think it was. I'm not sure. I believe it was um do you watch NXT? Of course. Okay. That is where Okay, good, good. I was about to be like, okay, you watch Raw, but not NXT. <laughs> I watch but... all three brands. What is your personal favorite? NXT and SmackDown. Okay. Okay. If you're about to say Raw, I was gonna say oh. Um Raw's been dry lately. Yeah, Raw's writing is terrible. <laughs> I mean, the literal writers said that. Um, if we, if this po- um, if this podcast gets out, this is the only highlighted um wording we're gonna get us bashing WWE accidentally. But, um, so yeah, Raw, they're the people who write it is currently. I guess they don't have wrestling experience writing, so it's understandable why it's not as good. But yeah, that's really cool. You watch, keep up with wrestling. You know what I personally think Vince should do? What? He should fire the whole creative team, right? Mm -hmm. And bring back the creative team from, hmm, let's say 07 to 2011. Ooh. Bring back Vince Russo. No, I'm joking. But <laughs> but um right. 
bring like I wish Vince didn't really release all these wrestlers. I really think he could have put them in a lot of good feuds and really built them up. Thank you. Yeah. Um such as Oh, he really dropped the ball with Alistair Black, literally. Oh, Alistair Black. He dropped, yeah. he dropped the ball with Braun Strowman. Oh, my God. Hey, hey, so, I mean, speaking of that, Tommy End is in the Indies. He's, go, he's not in the Indies yet. He's about to, I guess, start after the, like, 70 days after this. He's going to start going to different companies. It would be really funny to see him actually go to Warriors of Wrestling and get a match with him. Yeah, that would be funny. But it is a really big company. And I, I guess Warriors of Wrestling is a pretty big wrestling company in New York. In my opinion, it is. I, Of course, there's more, but like that is the one that everyone talks about when they talk about New York wrestling. Really. That's us, baby. Yo, you got to represent. So, hmm. Have you been on a pay-per-view yet? Yeah. Oh, already. Only 19 and already on pay-per-views. I've been, I've been on a few shows. Uh, who's your favorite NXT wrestler? Don't even get me started. You see, you just got you, you you just gotta let me talk when we talk about NXT now. <laughs> I'm gonna start you off light. I'm gonna hit you with Isaiah Swerve Scott first. Oh, oh. and I'm, I'm 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 just saving I'm just saving y'all for for later. Then I'm gonna hit y'all with a Killian Dane who just got released. Oh, this. Then I'm gonna throw. Then I'm gonna throw Koshida at you. Okay. Yep. Pete Dunn. One of my favorites, definitely. And I'm so proud of my boy, Bronson Reed. I was thinking Bronson Reed versus. Kuda Montana dream match. And the Prince Finn Balor. Jake got a pop out of this one. Yeah. That's Jake's favorite wrestler. One of. <laughs> I mean, I guess tied with Karrion Cross and stuff, but. Yeah. Karrion Cross, Ricochet, and Finn Balor. T- tied three all time favorite wrestlers. What are y'all favorite NXT wrestlers? Okay, so I love Hit Row. Um, my favorite NXT wrestler. I've actually never thought about this. Ole oh, Jake Sidebar and Camera Grimes. Oh, probably LA Knight. One of my favorites. Um, mm-hmm. really? You know a fan? Mm-mm. <laughs> So, I really... Jake, you answer this question. I, I'll, I'll think about this for a little bit. <laughs> okay. Um, for me, uh, 
NXT. Um, let me just say, NXT is my baby. I love NXT. I'm a huge NXT mark. I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> um. My favorite people at NXT, um, Karen Cross, Finn Balor, as I just said, um, all. I'm a huge fan of LA Knight, but that's because I followed him from the hero as Sean Ricker. So that's that's personally why he's one of my favorites is because I've seen his a uh, little bit more of his journey, and I've just loved him. But relax. Uh, um. Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole. I mean, I am a fan of Kyle O'Reilly, but uh, he's not in my top five. I really like Johnny Gargano, I guess. Johnny Gargano when he was face. I don't like this hill. He really? really? I think he's turning babyface right now. I'm not sure. I mean, he, he, he needs to and go to SmackDown. Hopefully, they would. I mean, he. I believe he's going to be at NXT for life. For I please just hope they don't drop the ball with Keith Lee. With who? I just hope they don't drop the ball with Keith Lee. Speaking of attires, the ball's already been dropped. <laughs> well, I mean, he thought he <laughs> was what we've seen recently. Huh? Where has he been? I, we don't know where he's been. He could. I don't know. He's. Probably dealing with medical issues. He just married me again, to be honest. Like. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they're keeping it really private where he is. Um, but hopefully return soon. And, uh, yeah, Keith Lee, I was, we were talking about tires earlier and how, how you want to change your tires eventually. And I was thinking, speaking of wrestlers being comfortable in their tires, that's what, like, I guess gave it kind of helped uh, Keith Lee with more charisma. Like he didn't care what he wore. Yeah, I mean, his attire was between red, sh- uh, blue shirts with his name on it. He just went out there and did it. Exactly. Because everybody's not fascinated on what you're wearing is what you can do. Exactly. If you first saw Keith Lee, like if you've never seen Keith Lee wrestle, and then someone said. Keith Lee's a wrestler, and then they send you a picture of him. Would never expect what he could do. Yeah, you'll be like, yo, what the? Because when I when I wasn't in wrestling, I was I was watching NXT. I was showing these, I was showing my friends, and like, yo, look at this guy, look at this guy. He's like, yo, how how much he weigh? Oh, he's pushing cruiserweight moves. I'm like, yo, listen, <laughs> big boys is coming up. Yeah, the big guys are underrated at this point. 305 Live. <laughs> 305 Live, yeah. R.I.P. 205 Live. R.I.P. Every 205 Live original. Out. Yo, they really dropped the ball with everybody like Jack Gallagher and Brian Kendrick. Oh, like, oh. Yeah. 
Vince. Vince. Jeff, Jeff Gallagher, they released him because of his past issues. Um, I, Brian Kendrick's retired, I believe. In my opinion, that shouldn't matter. Their past should not matter to me. Now, What's now, like, now if you have a, now if you have a, a um, a charge where it involves rape or any sexual anything, that you can fight. Now, if you're pledged guilty, then you can go. And now, if you're not, then you can stay. If you get what I mean. Because at the end of the day, we're all here to make money and wrestle and have a good time and do what we love to do. No. Um, you're right. Um, I believe he was... He basically told a story about what happened. I, was this, I think this was 2010, the situation. And he clearly changed as a man. What he's done recently, he seems like a great guy. Jack Gallagher... If you don't, if y'all aren't, I mean, a lot of people sleep on him. Go back on 205 Live, check out his match against Chad Gable. That was, oh my gosh. That's back when I was like. They also dropped the ball with Buddy Murphy, if you haven't noticed. He should have, yeah, he. He should have been at least the U.S. champion. His, okay, so WWE. They they pushed him. They put him with this um, family. He had a win over Seth Rollins. He beats Rey Myster- I mean, he's with Rey Mysterio. You know, wholesome ending to 2020. 20, um, 21 comes around. Off TV. Comes back. Loses a match and begs for um, to be Seth Rollins' disciple. If you have to um, ask somebody, can I be your disciple? Then your you're pretty much career is flushed down. <sighs> yes, that is true. You, so, um, you mentioned earlier that they dropped the ball with Alistair Black. I've had a bone to pick with WWE ever since they released him. Because, <laughs> okay, hear me out, hear me out. I've talked about this before on this podcast. But Alistair Black, the, um, uh, the Dark Father, months, or like, Weeks they pushed the Dolph Father character. They had vignettes after vignettes after vignettes of him opening up the storybook and like telling the story. Then he returns on SmackDown, Black Masses Big E, and like it's like, oh, we're gonna get Alistair Black versus Big E released the next week, right before the feud starts. He gets released. Like yeah, they'll be you that big do that. And then you gotta think about it, you leave Biggie with nothing. Biggie just yeah. looks like a huge idiot now. Like I didn't get masked by anyone a few weeks ago. I was I was just out for vacation. It's it's really um yeah. If y'all want yeah. to, I could send y'all my discus and y'all could post it on your Instagram if y'all like. We will. Definitely, I told you that we're going to because we're not to have a warning because that was brutal. No, I'm joking. They know what we're um, doing. Uh, before we go any forward, I just, I just, uh, I personally just want to say 
thank you so much for coming on. And it's a huge honor to have you on here, not only like just to talk to you, but also you're our first ever guest here, which is amazing. Oh, wow. I did not know that. That is, yeah. that is cool. So we've had, we've talked to like wrestlers like in WWE, um, AW. Most of them couldn't do it because, of course, they're contracted to the company and the company probably doesn't want them to be wrestling. So a lot of them, I mean, I'm not going to name names, but um, we've talked to a few names, WWE names, different companies. A lot of them couldn't come to it because their contract doesn't allow them to. So having you, an up-and-coming wrestler, is amazing. And that's your first, so... Yeah, we we've uh we've been wanting to have it. Thank you. I really appreciate being on here and getting to share some some things with each other. Yep. So, anything else? Any questions? Is there any last questions you want to do, Jake? Um. You you okay? Uh, we got into NXT. You said both NXT and SmackDown are are two of your favorites. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about your 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 interest with SmackDown. I'm gonna start you off with the women's champion. I'm so glad they did not do Bianca Belair dirty. I'm so proud of that. Tribal Chief. I've been wanting Roman to be that heel ever since that feud with Triple H and the one person. Because I'm like, Roman Reigns is is the cousin is the cousin of The Rock and everything and they come from an island. Something. So why not he be just oh I'm the head chief of this of this guy of this island. Let me do my thing as the chief and be this champion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yup. Roman to his best point. This again, huh? If 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 y'all would like to do this again, I'm open. Definitely, definitely. And where would this you be better. posted at? Um, it's going to be posted. We're we'll also need the link to our podcast. This is going to be posted Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can find podcasts. Basically, okay. Spotify. Spotify probably is the best place for it, but yeah. All right. So, like I said, you have amazing passion for wrestling. You texting seem very excited, very into this. Amazing. We're going to get you. This definitely won't be the last time we're going to interview you because we got to interview you a 
as much as we can before we become too big for these podcasts. As like a wrestler, probably top of a company, stuff like that. Gotta get you as much as you have time. So, uh, being able to say we knew you when you were eight months in is honestly incredible. <laughs> yep. But hey, um, you're looking for a hill manager. I got you. Whenever that comes around. Yeah, I'm. I'm also. Um, I'm also aspiring. Uh, I have. Uh, I have tights right now. I currently. I have gear, or I'm gonna get boots soon. And I really want to. I want to get into. Um, into like martial arts or something like that as like a backing for my pro wrestling style. Uh huh. There, Kuda. Um, not sure if you're still here. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Your audio is back in. Yes. Anytime. Any time of the day. Any time of the night. I'm available. I'm always up, always working, always pushing. Team no sleep. <laughs> Team yep. no sleep. If um, if possible, maybe we could get your tag team partner up here. We could get like, I don't know, a tag team on our podcast. Yeah. First for everything. Maybe. <laughs> Yep. Hopefully, we'll see. I guess we're talking about this privately, what happens in the future in our podcast. Right. But if you haven't already listened to this podcast and you haven't added Kuda, I don't know what you're doing. But Kuda underscore Montana on Instagram. D U D A underscore. M O N T A N A. Up and call me. And you better watch this now. Because you're watching the future. And. You better. I mean. You're, you can be a part of history. You can be here. While this man is possibly in the main event of AEW, Double or Nothing, or WWE SummerSlam. You 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 can say I was here with him when he was only eight months in. So do us a favor and subscribe to this podcast. If you don't, Kuda would disc his clothes on you. So <laughs> you you don't want that. We're gonna post a video of that. You do not want that. You do not want Kuda coming at you and just gets close finding you if you don't subscribe. <laughs> yes. So, ending um, of this interview, thank you for your time. We're going to have more um, 
wrestlers up here. We're going to have you again. We will see you next time. Definitely keep in contact. All right. We're back. That was an amazing interview. Love that. Amazing guy. That was awesome. (laughs) Very much so. See, we started this podcast asking him questions. By the end of this podcast, we were having actual conversations. See, Kuda's a guy that you can just talk to, and during that whole interview thing, you can become if you can make him feel like he's your best friend. It's like amazing. He has that charm. Yeah, honestly, like, 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 at at the point, at one point, it went from an interview, like. I, as I was, as we were doing it, it went from an interview, and once he started asking us questions, it started feeling more like a conversation. Yup, and if y'all know me, I have aspirations to become a pro wrestler, but I'd be a Paul Heyman for that guy. I'm fine with being a manager. I'm, I'm, I'm down to be like, like as I, as I said, I want to be a pro wrestler. Um, but if pro wrestling doesn't work out, I down be I'm I would be down to be a writer, um, or a referee, or just like something, or like something in the business. But yep, definitely going to keep in contact with him. You'll see him again on this podcast. Definitely, so many. Dang, like, for a guy his size, 5'6", that's mind-blowing to kind of, like, think about how he's not the tallest guy. He, um, it's really cool. Then him having a short, basically tall and big, I believe this is, this is, um, tactic, man. Huh? He was talking about his tag team name, what his partner is going to be. Big and tall, something like that. Uh, big and uh, from what I heard, big and tall rule them all. Yeah. All right. Okay. I may like I may have misheard, but that's what it like. I I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, so if it, that's not what it was, then I'm so. But. Yeah, um, my favorite moment, um, my favorite moment of that was, um, when, like, when he was talk when we were talking about, like, the big names, uh, being in, um, Warriors of Wrestling, or have, like, been on the posters, and, and how he was, like, I was, and how he was saying, I was looking up, literally looking at the sky, being like, why? Why didn't I come sooner? <laughs> If 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 you just came a little bit sooner, if you were just there a little bit earlier. Yeah, and I'm shocked. A lot of huge wrestlers, like I, I would say I would. How about this? If he's on a pay per view in a while from now, just maybe we will do a review on that. <laughs> Maybe we like I, I'd be down. 
Me too. Hey, maybe we can get a watch along with Kuda himself. That would be pretty amazing. But overall, amazing guy. Um, Seeing him, yeah. And as the pay-per-view goes on and on, he sounded less like KP in his own person. So, yeah. Yeah, it just when it when he first said hello, like immediately that like it I, like I heard a little bit of KP, but as we keep he kept talking, um, like we like I just heard more and more of his own voice. Yep. So whenever. Whenever he becomes a big star, we can say we podcast. We did the podcast first. We knew when he was eight months in. Yep. So. So on to. AW. AEW, it is. Would be would would this be like part two of review or something? I feel like this should be our own special because it feels too good to be. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess well, it is part two. Well, yeah, it can be a, it can be his own special because this AEW was a special episode. Yeah, and uh, by the way. Um. Yeah, never mind. I'll talk to you about that off the podcast. But yeah, this is shaping up to be one of my favorite podcasts we've done actually before. So, um, I I love how like in interviews you have this nervous feeling at first, but for with with him. It just like immediately, it wasn't there. But what? huh? What are you saying? I said I love how like in interviews you would think it's the most um n- nerve wracking and nervous feelings. You don't want to say this wrong, and probably the worst part of this interview was me butchering his name. I felt so bad. But besides that, it, you didn't get that nervous feeling. Just a no, very... it just felt like a conversation. Yeah, can't wait for um interview more people. Recently, I um I'm not going to say I have an interview planned, but a while back I had an interview with I had I was in conversation of a wrestling promoter who had his wrestling company um in New York I'm not going to name his name because I feel like someone's going to know him and I guess he's kind of a big name in New York but I didn't tell them about it because you know I was on hold basically so we'll see how that shapes up it's not looking like it's not looking good but We'll see. I have some ideas. I have some ideas also of people that it's very 
I don't know if it's I don't know if we can, but if but if once I like build a connection with the person, I want to maybe ask if they would like to be on the podcast. I have some ideas for people. Um, I can't name names right now. I can't name. Same for me. I can't name names because I don't know if it's a thing. But I'm gonna ask and possibly get in conversation with, and see if it's something they want to do. Um, and if they do, it's gonna be very exciting. So I have my own little like plans and and uh, people that might be possible hopefully would be interested in, in being a part of the podcast. Um, so that is very interesting. Mind blowing how um the Pope is on that in that company kinda to be honest. Yeah, it's that's uh well once once I heard like once hearing names on the post on their posters like McIntyre and Jinder and um like peace people like those big names it's just like whoa <laughs> right there's so many wrestlers I've talked to before uh, we started this podcast that I might get back in touch to you, but hey we have a lot of conversations tonight because um, I believe Saturday nights at this point is the our watch along night at this point, our weekly watch along video, like you know, pay per views, I guess. <laughs> yeah, WrestleMania. Wait, I don't even know what WrestleMania WrestleMania 21, I believe. Um, yeah, we we gotta watch that. All right, so we'll watch that in the next few days, definitely. So yeah if not tonight but yeah this is i guess talk about hey w um should, should i get should i start it off or um sure you don't have to do the promos too huh? don't have to actually say the promos either you can just basically sum it up or something yeah Alright, so this one is pretty uh, pretty short, but um, Alex Marvez tried interviewing uh, Sammy Guevara earlier today, but was attacked by Sean Spears, who hit him in the arm with a steel chair. Um, Hangman Page defeated Powerhouse Hobbs after, um, after Page hit Hobbs with the dead eye for the win. Um. Oh, a lot of these promos aren't too long. Um. Earlier today, the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler cut a promo. They brag about being the longest reigning AEW um tag team champions in history. They continue to belittle Brandon Cutler as they run down the other tag teams they've beaten: Eddie King- Kingston and Penta L Zero. Uh, Mito are next in line as Brandon finally gets um, uh, as Brandon gets to say the line while the Young Bucks call themselves EVP 
extremely violent people. They'll be that'll be next Wednesday night. Um, Tolly Blanchard is in the ring with uh, Tony. Uh, Tony Siobhan. Um, Tolly gets booed by Tony as Conan uh, introduces Conan to the ring, uh, complete complete with the old school a, uh, ALX theme, the gentleman's quarrel or the gentleman's discussion starts with Tolly letting Conan go first. Representing proud and powerful. There's a line about uh, relations with relations with sheep as Conan brings up racial profiling and uh, proud and powerful upbringing. Conan told Tolly that he needs to learn. Uh, he needs to learn Spanish if he's going to communicate with his grandkids. Uh, Blanchard threatens to, to call out the pinnacle to end Conan and Conan just calls out proud and powerful first except they look a little too masked up. Of course it's a con. The hoodies bandanaed men reveal themselves to be FTR after Tully showed Santana Ortiz um Laid out in the back, they put a beat down, uh, laying him out with a spike pile driver before the referees run out. Um, okay. Uh, Dante Martin's entrance is cut short after Vicky Grail interrupts him. She introduces the future champion Andrade El um, Andrade El Idolo, who has his uh, nickname, um, who has his nickname stitched on the inside of his suit jacket. Guerrero said. Her and Andrade have an important announcement, but Vicky's interrupted by Matt Sadal or Seidel, um, as Andrade and Vicky just go to the back. Matt Sadal or Seidel um, defeated Dante Martin after after Seidel hit Martin with the lightning spiral for the win. Jungle Boy tries to cut a promo on Omega, but is interrupted by Christian Cage. Cage tells Jungle Boy that some feel like he shouldn't have he shouldn't have this match. He shocked the world when he won the Casino Battle Royal, and he shocked the and he shocked the world. Um. He shocked the world by winning the battle royal, and he'll shock the world by uh, tonight when he becomes world champion. Um, 
Alex Marvez is with the pinnacle. MJF cuts him off instantly, celebrating the, the attacks on Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara before bringing up that he, what he did to Dean Malenko last week. They go there with Malenko bringing up his up his Parkinson's and whatever, um, and whether Malenko should be involved still. And the segment ends with Jericho and Jake Hager attacking Spears, MJF, and Wardlow. They brawl towards the entranceway. They um, then towards the ring, then towards ringside as the Pinnacle eventually threaten to lay out Jericho's arm with a chair. Sammy Guevara makes the save, running out before going out. There's a big chair shot. Um, for Wardlow, then one at Spears' arm as Guevara equally attacks before Sammy um, promised to make everyone find out that AEW chose the wrong guy. Um, Ethan Page defeated Bear Bronson after Page hit Bronson with the ego's edge. For the win, after the match, Paige got on the mic and uh, dealt with the crowd not believing in him. Um, in saying, I'm not stupid, Paige says that he's not done with Darby Allen and he wants the, the nail in his coffin. July 7th, Paige versus Allen in a coffin match. <laughs> Dang. All right, so coffin, so a casket match, basically. Oh, all right. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad these segments aren't too lengthy. Britt Baker and Rebel are cutting a promo, mocking Vicky Guerrero for wanting a wrestling match. Britt's uh, Brits not got time for old chicks thinking they belong in in a wrestling ring, threatening to threatening to exceed her malpractice insurance in next week. Vicky's Vicky's response, claiming uh, claiming it's an appetizer for. It's an appetizer for Nyla um, as Nyla will claim her title shot at Fighter Fest. Uh, Chris Statlander defeated the Bunny after Statlander hit the Bunny with the Big Bang Theory for the win. After the match, uh, the Blade attacks Orange Cassidy as TH2 um, Run out and run out to join in Jack Evans and Angelico, uh, Nina Cassidy, as the blade grab his his grab grabbed his brass knuckles back, then used them to lay out orange. Um, 
earlier today, uh, Tony, uh, uh, Tony Chavone, uh, spoke with QT Marshall. He, he mocks the Anderson, uh, Brock in particular before QT pointed out Cody Rhodes isn't here. Marshall hopes Cody gets in a superhero movie so QT can be a champion. But first, in in 10 days, he's got the strap match with Cody at Road Road Rager. All right, so uh, QT, QT Marshall versus Cody Rhodes in a strap match. Okay. At uh at Road Ranger. Wait, is that like a pay per view? Uh, it's an uh, it's either a pay per view or a special uh televised event. But when is it going to be? Uh, Road Ranger. Yeah. If it's any date this month. It's like four pay per views. It's probably one of the, well, not pay per views. You know, special events. So. July. Yeah, it's uh it's going to be um it's probably one of the four in July. I can't remember I but Um, you're like a post about all the future events uh, somewhere. Seems like a pretty good show. Um, uh, Road Ridger, um, South Beach Strap Match, uh, Miami, Florida, July 7th. All right. All right. Should be a good show. It would be your, I mean, A W. Believe July seventh. Uh, uh, July seventh. I believe the casket match as well. Or the coffin match as well. That also takes place. So, um, yeah, July seventh. A uh, Page versus Allen coffin match. Yeah. Uh, so at A W uh, Road Rager. Um, Road Ranger is setting up to be a good. It really is. Uh, 
promo time. Uh, by the way, there's a little bit more. Um, promo time with L with uh, Penta L Zero Mido and Eddie Kingston. Eddie said that uh, said the only way he and uh, Penta can hurt the Bucks is to take away their titles. Uh, Penta via Alex Alonso's. Abrantes, Abrantes, however you say it, um, says they're not over the Bucks. Uh, they'll run over. They're not. They'll run over the Bucks next week. Um, mm. um that. Uh, that's in two weeks. <laughs> My goodness. All right, okay, July is going to start off with a bang already. And then uh, we got the main event, finally. Um, Kenny Omega defeated Jungle Boy to retain the AEW World Championship after Omega hit Jungle Boy with the one-winged angel for the win. After the match, Omega teases um, teases measuring up Jungle Boy for a belt shot before Christian Cage runs out for the save. Matt Hardy and Private Party uh, come out to attack Cage but the Young Bucks drill Chris with super kicks. He went for a kill switch on Hardy. Um, a twist of fate lays out Cage as the show ends. Sammy returned. I mean, he really didn't go anywhere. But I've just seen a post saying, Sammy returned. Look who's here. Sammy Guevara? Yeah. Yeah, he, he opened the show. Ah. So the show seems solid. Um, a lot of people are gonna probably not even gonna um probably left halfway because um I guess this podcast is different and more confusing. But not really. I mean it's split it into two parts. The last review and the interviews, so yeah. I mean uh I mean, if they just, if people left just right after the inter, uh, if people leave just like right after the interview, it's like there's still more. <laughs> yep. Um, but so strap South Beach strap match, uh, Cody Rhodes and QT, Ethan Page and uh, Darby Allen. In a, co- a coffin match for uh, Road Rager, we got that, and I'm, I'm assuming more um, more matches to be scheduled and to come. I'd assume so. So, um, the pay per view special event really safe enough to be special. 
So make sure to look out for it. I mean, I'm going to watch it. It's my job to watch this, so. <laughs> Mine too. Yeah, we're we're gonna watch it. Um, whether a show is is it's good or bad, it's like normally if like that's a, it's like that's the thing about that that this podcast that it's, it's a blessing and a curse. When, like. When a show's really bad, like unwatchable, we still have to stick through and watch it. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a curse. But when a show's really good, it's uh like a show's really, really good. And even like I'll take Raw for example, being ten out of ten. Like oh, uh, having to watch Raw each week and see its progression. Uh or degression, uh, week week to week, and then seeing a ten out of ten show um, like this. If we didn't really watch Raw, then like we wouldn't really um, we wouldn't really wouldn't really know the difference. Yeah, I'm thinking slowly. I'm thinking that um. Maybe we should. Uh, by the way, Chris Stantlander, favorite woman in AEW right now. Yes. Her, I know. Um, I talk about that wholesome moment so much. It's probably one of my whole, most wholesome moments because it's just you don't get many wholesome moments in pro wrestling. So when it happens, it's like all crazy and stuff. Stuff like Ric Flair's retirement party, stuff that um, stuff like that. But if you've seen this. I rewatched it yesterday, and she's just such an amazing wrestler. It's crazy. If you just look back at the video, she hits this move that it looks so easy to botch. She hit her, I believe it's her finisher, through a table, and it would look so beautiful. So, yeah, Chris Downlander, amazing wrestler. I wasn't a fan of her gimmick at first, but... That's the point of the gimmick. It's supposed to be dumb. She's friends with best friends in an orange Cassidy. They're just like a geeky group, friend group, so it's perfect. Yeah. Really underrated. Um, so, from what I... From what I... Off from this AW, I would say rating. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I watched it, I would I would have been going crazy with with everything, like with the strap match and the coffin match being announced, and Jungle Boy versus uh, Kenny and. Some of the other matches on the card, so yeah. What did you rate it? Sorry, I haven't given my rating yet. All right, I would rate it probably. 
<sighs> I mean, the job of this show was to make it feel like a special, which it was. And I'm really into it. I'd give it a nine and a half. I'm sure there are some elements uh, that it was like. I'm sure, I'm sure, like, when we would have watched it, it's like. I'm sure there are some elements that weren't, like, perfect or spot on. Like, majority of it, yes, but uh, other moments, like, not, like, not imperfect, but maybe just, like, meh. Like, not true. I cared about or didn't seem like they should have been a part of the special. Yeah. It did hype up um, a pay-per-view and I'll, I'll just call it a mini pay-per-view, I guess. So, it did good with that, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd say nine out of ten. Or nine and a half out of ten. And continuously... Raw made show of the week. Never thought we'd say that. I never thought I would utter utter the either hear you utter those words or have or have me utter them. Watch Raw, the, like Raw. watch next week. Um, it's gonna be like John Morrison is going to like get kayfame injured and then there's gonna get somebody their replacement's gonna be somebody like Drew McIntyre. Then um um basically I'm not sure. I just feel like it kind of feels too good to be true, but I'm just gonna give Raw a chance and I'm happy for Raw. And currently right now I like Raw. So I, I Raw uh Raw has a breath of fresh air that it needed. So, I'm not going to question it. I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to question it. I'm not going to, like, debate it. I'm just going to take it because Raw needs it. And it's just like, okay, Raw, you got 10 out of 10 from us. Now let's see what you can do next. Now let's see if you can uphold and maintain the, the perfect level that you just set for yourself. Raw just set a high standard for itself. You understand that, right? Yeah. They, really? But their standard was like five or six or seven at the max. Like it was a low, it was a pretty average standard. Now they just like out of nowhere put a ten out of ten show. And it's like now you got that perfect show, bra. Now you gotta maintain that. Because if it's anything less than what you did that week, we're going to know. We will. Uh, congrats, Rod. You're now at the st- you're now at the standard of you're now added yourself to the standard of, of NXT and SmackDown. So let's see if you can keep it. Exactly. And even on that, I wasn't even like I know Alexa Bliss did a little bit of stuff, but it wasn't anything. Like I said, my main problem is when she does 1,000 things in one match, like shoots fireballs, does crazy stuff, to the point where it's barely a wrestling match. That was my problem. She didn't do that. Exactly. That's why it felt good. I, that's what happened with The Fiend. 
they booked the fiend strong, but he didn't just set people on fire, make people like lay. I don't know, control their arms and legs. They booked Alexa like a strong competitor. I think the best part. I think why is because the main focus of that one it was the qualifying match, but two, the main focus was Nikki's new character. So they kind of like held back on Alexa's antics. Exactly. That's that's the main problem a lot of people have with it. It's making Alexa have so many powers because if she had so many powers, I'm sure she could just... Why doesn't she, like... If you're Alexa, you have these powers, why don't you just make someone lay down for you, you know? But, um... Yeah, you have the power to hypnotize people. Like, connect with them, lay down, put them in a trance. And then pin them while they're in the trance. But instead, instead of that, you make Nia Jack slap Reggie. Like, and, but, and Reginald almost slap. Reginald I, almost. I'll admit, um, that Reginald almost slapping Nia was probably the most entertaining thing possible with them because I thought he was actually going to do it for a second. That was at uh, that was at Hell in a Cell, right? Um, no, that happened on Raw. Um, Nia slapped Reginald at, um, Hell in a Cell. Oh, well, okay, so they had a little bit of of Alexa's antics, but they didn't overdo it. Yeah, so that's what I want from Alexa in the future, and I'll become a fan again. Have her as this psychotic person, but don't overdo it. Like, the Fiend never overdid it, that's why he was so sacred and special. Make her, um, I mean, Alexa's so talented in the ring. Don't make her have all these things to the point where she can't wrestle. Like, let her wrestle. Um, of course, let her win. I'm glad her fin- old finisher's back. And, yeah, keep that up. Keep that type of booking up. Not every single week we need shenanigans. If she does something, make it rare, I guess. Just keep it like that. Damn it. Keep it, yeah. keep it keep it back a little. Yeah. So continue. Oh no, that was it. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been one of my favorite podcasts, and I am about to sponsor the podcast right after this podcast is posted. So um Hope hope you all enjoyed this uh this uh, AEW review, and definitely hope you guys enjoyed the interview. It was so much fun to do. Yeah, there'll be more interviews like this, um, near future. The, th- Glad- the thing that the thing that's cool is um. You have a lot of like wrestler connections, which is really cool. I have a lot of like music people that I like talk to. Yeah, so, I've... I like I talk to a lot of like uh, music people. So what's really cool is I'm hoping to get some uh, some uh, musical artists on on the podcast yeah, to I interview got... and talk to. I think I've. Of um, 
the rappers that I've talked to up and coming, I've probably got about five I've talked to, but the problem is when you're up and coming, that means you're probably talking to other people constantly, mm. stuff like that. And they usually put me on hold saying, I will when I can, and I'll text you back then. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But definitely, I would love to do a music plug, um, interview some music people in the future. Definitely. Uh, music, pro wrestling. Hey, even, like, even for, uh, even for, um, the faith, even, uh, uh um, I know, um, I I know a lot of cool uh, Christian people. So, hey, we can hear some stories. We can get some missionaries up here. We should get some Kurt Angle, maybe. No, I'm joking. But I mean, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a problem. He, um, I mean, I wish, <laughs> but but yeah, it's just. I like being able to do this interview. It was like we've been wanting, we've been wanting uh, to do an interview for so long, and it's just like it wasn't the right time, or uh, the people can do it. Uh, like, like we, like we've said before, um, or we got put on hold, or you've gotten put on hold. But um, having people that's willing to do it, willing to. Uh, and it actually works out is really amazing. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what the future holds for uh, interviews to come in the future. Yep, me too. I know we didn't talk much about AEW, but I guess I'll say a few things. Um, this whole, uh, from the stuff you read, it took some turns that I did not expect, stuff about race, <laughs> stuff about different things I did not expect. I'm like, Jake, are you reading the right thing? Yeah, yeah, no, the, the, yeah, no, I, I read the racial profile and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I did not expect that to be a topic in any pro wrestling. <laughs> but. I mean, Andrade, Andrade and um, Vicky sounds very cool. So that's all fun and good. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess we'll see you when we see you. Hopefully, um, soon. Yeah. So, Later. Later.